Well, welcome, friends, to the Victory Point Bible Reading Podcast, where normal, everyday disciples open up the Bible and discuss. We don't claim to be theologians here, but no one ever said you had to be to read and interpret and apply the Word of God to your life. So thanks so much for joining us today, and here's your host. Well, hello, friends and Victory Point listeners and Victory Point family. It is Thursday, November 30th. We're glad that you've joined us today. My name is Kevin Crawford. I'm your host this week with our newest staff member at Victory Point, Malachi. So great to have you today and this week and on staff, Malachi. How are you doing today? I'm doing great. Beautiful day today. Yes. Oh, this is pre-recorded, so hopefully it is. Yeah, when we're pre-recording, <laughs> it's, I think, the high, like, what am I watching? It's 62 degrees, so well, who knows what it's going to be when, when we're all listening to this. So, hey, we have been doing some trivia this week about different generations because part of the beauty of Victory Point family is that we have multi-generation. And so I've been just challenging Malachi with some trivia about different, different generations or questions. So today, here's one. First, let me ask you, do you know who Johnny Carson is? No. <laughs> oh, I, 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 that's not even a question. And so here we go. So this is the question. Who was Johnny Carson's co-host sidekick for The Tonight Show? Ed McMahon, <laughs> Doc Surve- for Severinsen, or Don Rickles? Who was Johnny Carson's sidekick, sidekick host? Ed, Doc, or Don? I'll just use their... All right. Um, Sounds like Hickory Dickory Doc. Ed Doc yeah, Don. <laughs> yeah, it does. Um, I'm not a movie actor person. Like I don't. I'm horrible with names for the most part with stuff like that. But you sounded like you said Ed the clearest, and I feel like you would know. So I'm gonna go with Ed. Ah man, <laughs> my reading, my dyslexia got in the way. See, as a Gen Z person, I might not know what the the answer is right away, but I know how to find the answer, and that's what's That's right. Point. You decoded me and my <laughs> lack of ability to read on the spot. I read you. Yeah, that's you read me. So so Johnny Carson, do you know what The Tonight Show is? I do, I do. Okay. With Jimmy Kimmel. Yeah, and Jimmy Kimmel, the, the other before guy. that. Uh, do you even know who hosted before that and before no, that? No, I do, I do. Jimmy Kimmel, and then, no, the, I, Jimmy Kimmel I learned, but I knew the other one first. I feel like it's Jimmy Fallon. There it is. No. No? He hosts, his, he hosts the other show. Tonight oh. Show. Oh, never mind. I don't know. <laughs> That's all right. You can look it up later. <laughs> okay. So, anyways, the sidekick was just like the, the not the main guy who's doing the talk show. They like hang out banters with and, mm-hmm. you know. So, anyways, yeah, Johnny Carson's famous. So, you can look up Johnny Carson sometime. All right. Um, <clears throat> you'll... You'll get to know different people here at Victory Point and all the generations as you get started here at Victory Point, specifically working with the students. And yesterday we talked about kind of what, in general, what excites you about youth ministry. But as you begin to land here at Victory Point and integrate into the church family, again, today when we're uh, recording, this is only second day on staff, an email hasn't even gone out to the whole church about you yet. Um, But what excites you about Victory Point and working with the students that are here at Victory Point? Yeah. So, uh, my experience with victory point, I came here like a year or two ago and I just went to a random service. It wasn't nothing crazy, but uh, I know Dwight Beal pretty well. I'm friends with, uh, uh, some of his younger family members and yeah, so I've got connections here and there. And so like that excites me. Um, then your very own Jenna, uh, 
is friends with Katie Grant, who you guys might be familiar with. And the Grants went to Central for a while. And so I kind of know them through that. And then, so I've got, I've got my ways with just knowing people. Mm-hmm. I just kind of have that connection style, but it is West Michigan. Dutch yeah. Bingo. Yeah. No, seriously. Um, but yeah, overall I would say just going to a couple of services or that's a lie after going to one service and then listening to a couple on YouTube. Yeah. Um, I would say that Which you like more than the U S government yeah. according to the generation. <laughs> yes. Well, that's probably true too. Anyway. <laughs> um, yeah. So yeah, I'd say, uh, my biggest thing was just like, I loved how the Holy Spirit was moving. I'm very one that's a big fan of worship. And I learned a lot about just ways to worship through met by love worship, which is like a college age worship experience. And, um, yeah, just like, I just learned how to openly worship, how to be vulnerable in worship, like how to just like, I don't care what people think. Well, like with what I do, I just feel God call me to put my hands up or get on my knees and like, I don't feel as much pressure. Like it's still there. It'll always kind of be there, Mm -hmm. but I don't know. It just feels better when you just fully go all in. And yeah, I was just hoping that that would be like that when I got here and I wasn't disappointed. I came here and there are arms up in the air um, and people were singing and it's just intentional. And I just, I love when just the true heart of worship is just like Mm -hmm. being put out there and people are accepting of that and willing to, just say, you know what, God, like this is our moment right now. Yeah. And yeah, Dwight did a great job leading that morning. Um, and yeah, I just love how the Holy Spirit is stewarded here. I remember a little while back, my one of my best friends, Joel Van Zanten, which you might know, mm-hmm. helps steward uh, just Holy Spirit moving night. Um, and yeah, that's just like, I think the church as a whole is, conti- is starting to shift into that more and more of like a Holy Spirit led while also saying structured, it's not like a, oh, let's not set up anything and just... Right, it's not chaos. Yeah, just like <clears throat> wing it. But I love just the the controlled, like, let's create an atmosphere for the Holy Spirit to move. And Victory Point just seems like that. And just from hearing some of the hearts of some of the students and just like stuff that's been done in the past, like I'm excited because, you know, whatever the church is doing, like that is the students' parents and grandparents. And mm-hmm. that's just an impact that's having on them. Like I had my grandparents and parents affect me. And so like just that heart posture just is just screaming, like, let's do something like, let's get after it. And so like for me coming into just like a growing church, a growing um, just movement of its own, like I'm just so excited to dive in and just run with it. I'm ready to, take on life with these kids and hear their stories and share my story um, and just continue to encourage them and love them. Um, And hopefully one of my biggest goals, just like as a small group leader at Central, is to just help them create friendships with each other because those are the the friendships that last for a lifetime. Those are the ones that like they're always going to kind of be at that similar stage of life with college and getting married um, and so on and so on. There's just so many. And so, yeah, a lot of those things are... Whatever. Yeah, because that's part of your story. But the missions trips that you were, have been on yeah. forged friendships for a lifetime. Yeah. You know, and you didn't go in looking for friends. You were actually going on a mission. And it's just by happenstance, mm-hmm. by God's grace and actually God's design, I think. Yeah. Friendships are forged through living on mission. Yes. You know, absolutely. And instead of like, hey, we'll just be friends and maybe get mission. But if you're on mission together, you will get friendships because you need one another. 
Exactly. So. Just seeing people, like when you serve with someone, that's probably one of like the best bonds. Like there's praying with someone so powerful, worshiping with someone so powerful and serving, like serving is so underrated, I think, in just church culture. Like serving doesn't just mean like doing one thing one time, but like when you continually just like set yourself up, like obviously the opportunities that might not always be there, we have life to live and stuff, but just being intentional about like, all right, you know, maybe there's a mission trip like once a year, every other year. But then through that, like there's local stuff. There's always ways that we can serve, even if it's serving people in the community, like just Mm -hmm. hearing about how the students like went and served the uh, elderly with just like raking their leaves and stuff like that's, that's it. Like that's true ministry of like what Jesus calls us to, to like to love and take care of the widows and the elderly. And, Mm -hmm. you know, I mean, what else would I want to go to? Like that just, that's true ministry happening. And I'm excited that like, it's more so me getting invited to go through it with them. Like I'm not coming in as someone who's just going to take charge and like take over and change things. But like, I want to be a part of what victory points doing because Mm -hmm. you know, there's great things happening here. Yeah. And it's not what us we're doing. We're just trying to be obedient to what God has and catch in the wind of what the Holy spirit's doing. So again, we're so glad you're here and yeah, if victory point family continue to, to welcome Malachi with open arms. He's getting adjusted, even though he's been in West Michigan and Holland area his whole life, adjusting to a new church family takes time. It takes time of learning names and getting to know, <laughs> yeah, hey, please. I'm new here. I've only been here a year and a half. Uh, so th- you guys have been gracious to me and my family. So let's continue to extend that grace. And that's one of the, the blessings about being a part of the Victory Point family and who you guys are. We all are mm-hmm. by God's grace. Yeah. So... Well, we're continuing in the book of John during our uh, Bible reading plan, and we come to John 18 today. Uh, And I'm pulling it up here. John 18, verses 1 through 11. So I'm going to read this for us, and we can just look at it for just a few moments here. When he had finished praying, Jesus left with his disciples and crossed the Kidron Valley. On the other side, there was a garden, and he and his disciples went into it. Now Judas, who betrayed him, knew the place because Jesus had often met there with his disciples. So Judas came to the garden, guiding the detachment of the soldiers and some officials from the chief priests and the Pharisees. They were carrying torches, lanterns, and weapons. Jesus, knowing all that was going to happen to him, went out and asked them, Who is this, or who is it you want? Jesus of Nazareth, they replied. I am he, he said. And Judas, the traitor, was standing there with them. When Jesus said, I am he, they threw back and fell to the ground. Again, he asked them, who is it you want? Jesus of Nazareth, they said. Jesus answered, I told you that I am he. If you are looking for me, then let these men go. This happened so the words he had spoken would be fulfilled. I have not, not, I have not lost one of those who have, you have given me. And then Simon Peter who had a sword, drew it and struck the high priest's servant, cutting off his ear. The servant's name was Malchus. Jesus commanded Peter, put your sword away. Shall it not drink the father? Shall I not drink the cup the father has given me? And so we're going to stop it there today. It's kind of an abrupt cutting, uh, but we'll cut it. No pun intended cutting <laughs> there. Uh, but looking at this narrative, um, you know, the past few days we've been looking at uh, Jesus' prayer that was so dense with meaning and information and 
an application, if you want to say, and Jesus' heart for us. Here we have a narrative of what's going on. So Malachi, what's jumping off the page and the Spirit leading you in to, to teach us a little bit or highlight for us? Yeah, first thing, um, the Bible can be really interesting to read sometimes with what they include and don't include. I love that they include the servant's name who got his ear cut off. Like there's some people in the Bible who've done great things and they're not even mentioned. And so I just wonder like, God, what was your intention behind this? Like how was this used for the benefit of bringing someone to you? And so, yeah, that's just, that's a fun one. Um, But another one uh, I would say is, uh, I have not lost one of those you have given me. And it said that earlier in John 17, um, And it's interesting to me because he says uh, earlier on, I guarded them and not one of them is lost except the son of destruction. And so when God says, or Jesus says that like he, uh, he guards them and protects them so that not one person is lost. Is this then, and this is like a question that I'm asking, um, is this saying that Jesus's spirit fills someone um, to the point where like they accept Christ? Like, is this one of those situations where it's like, can you lose your salvation? Is that what it's referring to? Or like, like what? Like I want, this is something I want to dig into a little deeper. (laughs) Big questions here on Thursday, right? Yeah. You know, the idea of, you know, these are descriptive, not always prescriptive of the situation and what happens. Um, And I'm not going to answer that for us today because I don't know if it's my place to answer. Uh, But yeah, just this, there is some wrestling here of like, oh, Judas was destined for this um, and others were destined for something that he's called them to. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So that's a, a wrestling reality, but there is assurance here that none that I've called basically are going to be lost. And, you know, other times John 17, they can't be snatched out of my hand. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, it's that mystery of God's sovereignty and our free will is kind of, um, can highlight that tension here in this passage a yeah. little bit. Um, so yeah, one thing that sticks out to me is uh, this narrative just kind of shows this is all planned. Mm-hmm. You know, nothing is catching Jesus by surprise. Jesus is, uh, always knew he was going from the to the cross. Uh, it wasn't like this caught him off guard or was it uh, like, oh man, what's going to happen now? And it's mm-hmm. a curveball to Jesus like, you're looking for me, go ahead and take me, let them go. Yeah. I'm headed to the cross. I knew all this was going to happen. He had prepared himself for that and didn't take any shortcuts Yeah. Um, and didn't want violence. You know, it's like, dude, Peter, get it right. Don't cut his ear off, basically. Yeah. <laughs> so God's in control, uh, a lot of things. Anything else that you want to highlight or leave us with today, Malachi? Yeah, that just makes me think of something I heard recently. And it it's just a simple phrase that says, be a peacemaker and not a peacekeeper. Hmm. So unpack that for just a second here. Yeah. So when, when I first heard this, I believe the whole point of it, and I hope I'm not saying it backwards, but peacekeeper is just, Oh, go with the flow. Like let people live how they want to live. Like just don't really say anything that's going to disrupt people. Although like Jesus was someone who's flipping tables and you know, he wasn't afraid to say truth. And of course, truth always must come with love and how we just like approach people. But peacemakers are the ones who go out of their way to serve people, to love people and like create situations so that like, like peace will prevail and, you know, chaos can be prevented. Yeah. Great. 
Thanks, man. Yeah. Hey, we are glad that you've joined us here at the podcast. Hopefully you, this week you're continuing to get to know Malachi. Uh, connect with him on a Sunday or take him out for a, a lunch or oh, a meal yeah, sometimes. Sure, yeah, sure. He's more open to that. Uh, and so we will be back tomorrow on Friday. Have a great day. Well, thank you for joining us today for the Victory Point Bible Reading Podcast. We hope that today's conversation was helpful for you and encourages you in your daily walk with God. If you have any questions or thoughts to share with us, please email us at info at victorypoint.org. We would love to hear from you.